You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherine. And today we're talking about preaching. And I'm really excited because today we've got some special guests with us, Brian. We've got Jeremy Meeks Woo-hoo. and Robert Kinney from the Simeon Trust. Welcome, guys. Hey, hey. How's it going? Pretty good. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourselves as we get going this morning. Sure. Uh... My name is Robert. I serve as the director of ministries of the Charles Simeon Trust, which I have done for 17 years. Uh, I also live in Vienna, Austria, where I serve in an Anglican church, trying to preach the word to a bunch of Austrian Anglicans. Wait, what time is it there right now? Uh, it is just after five in the evening. You're at five in the evening. We're at nine in the morning. And Jeremy, what time is it in Chicago? I'm at 10. Yeah. I'm at 10 a.m. So I'm here in Chicago. Uh, I am the director of the Chicago course on preaching, which is a residential program training preachers. And uh, I'm the host of Preachers Talk. And uh, yeah, and serve a bunch of different pastors here in the Chicago area. So, So before we can even jump into the questions we have for you guys, we have to we have to confess that we have borrowed in air quotes your opening the podcast that we're doing has been going for 12 years and i heard preachers talk for the first time and not knowing any of i mean i knew who david helm was but not knowing who you were jeremy not knowing who the other players were i didn't recognize any of the voices i was like oh that's a great way to do the we're gonna rob that we're just gonna take it and make it our own and act like we invented it so uh thank you for that intro um Let's just get it. We're, we're derailed. No. What is Simeon Trust? <laughs> What's Simeon Trust? Yeah, well, since, Robert's, since Robert runs the whole deal, we'll ask Robert. All right. Uh, well, b- back on your intro thing, just for a moment, there's a great quote about how great writers borrow from other writers. Uh, I'm sorry, good writers borrow from other writers. Great writers uh, steal outright. So steal anything yeah. you want. All steal right. It all. So um, we're going to delete this podcast and start over, <laughs> never confessing we took it from there you go. There you go. Get it in editing. Okay, uh, what's yes. Simeon Trust? Simeon Trust is an organization that was founded by Dave Helm and Kent Hughes 21 years ago uh, as, as a way of ch- kind, kind of trying to uh, help recover a, a sense of biblical exposition and just greatly improve the landscape of expositional preaching in the U.S., it's modeled after uh, a British organization called the Proc Trust that has uh, longer ago roots, uh, but that's that's what it is. We're we're just trying to help preachers preach better. And it seems like you're having success because the folks that I see that said, "Oh, I'm familiar with Simeon Trust," seem to be preaching better. I, and I I will say I've been going through your online courses. Uh, I've only done two so far. I've done the argument and the the foundations. And they're both been incredibly helpful. And then the podcast has been really helpful too. Good, good. Yeah, I'm really excited because like Brian said, he's taken a couple courses. I just started the uh, Foundations online course uh, or first. What's first, first principles? First principles, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but tell us about those courses because you've got workshops, you've got the Chicago course, you've got the online courses. What are kind of the differences between those? Sure. I'll, I'll take the first two. Jeremy, you come in with the Chicago course. We, we've got yeah. three kind of major initiatives. Uh, The workshops are three-day long events, uh, sort of continuing education for guys who are already preaching women too uh, in in our women's workshops. 
Uh, we're doing about 120 of those a year in like 40 different countries. Oh, wow. So it's, it's about helping people who already have responsibility for preaching to kind of improve the craft. Our metaphor for it is spring training. So, so gather you- for a few days, get, get your, uh, get your, fundamental skills back in shape and, and go at it for another year. So the assumption in that is that people do have those real basic foundational aspects of preaching. You're not, you're not building those blocks in those courses. You're actually, is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yes and no. Um, part of, part of spring training for a pro ball player is actually relearning fundamentals so even in the workshops, we're going to go over some of our foundational convictions, even some of our fundamental skills, uh, not because we don't think people already know how to do some of this stuff, but just because it's good to be reminded to, to have those sh- uh, skills sharpened and those, those convictions deepened, even on an annual basis, because we, we get lazy. I mean, you guys preach, you know what it's yeah. like. Yeah, people get, come back. So do you have someone do it and they come back three or four years later? Yeah, that's a pretty normal yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, just like pro ball players come to spring training every year, we we help guys come at least once a year. And what is it in the middle of the week? Because obviously these guys have preaching responsibilities. It, it varies place to place. Sometimes it's Tuesday to Thursday. Sometimes it's Wednesday to Friday. Sometimes it's Thursday to Saturday. That's location by location. What works and for the guys? What do we got to do to twist your arm to get you to come a little more to the west? You know, like Utah, Idaho, <laughs> Wyoming, Nevada, something. We got, I mean, what would that, we'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> invitations. We always respond to invitations. Okay, uh, and then you online, have the online courses. Yeah. You got the online courses, right? And, and I'm doing those, but tell our listeners a little more about those. Yeah. So the online courses are taking video from workshops mostly, uh, supplementing it with some things, and trying to deliver it online in an asynchronous way. So it's 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 pitched a little bit broader. It's something that you can take your lay elders through. It's something you can take your missionaries through. It's something you can take your Sunday school teachers through. Um, but the idea there is that you as a pastor of a church are, are able to use some of those tools that you pick up in a workshop uh, and, and start using them with your people and getting them into the mix as well. So that's, that's really what they're for. I've found those incredibly helpful because we're, we're in a place, at least Josiah and I, I don't know where the rest of our listeners are all over the place, but we're in a place where a lot of this stuff is not available. The resources are very limited. And so for me, it was great to go, Hey, here's something that I can plug in with and pick up on. So, I mean, I found it, found it very helpful. Robert, the stuff in the argumentation, all that has been incredibly helpful just to have access to it. So I like it. I mean, I like it a lot. And then That's I don't right. know anything other than what I see on Facebook about the Chicago course. Yeah. So help me understand that new initiative. So we're in our third year right now. Essentially the Chicago course exists to try to bridge the gap between um, either just straight up desire to be a preacher or the gap that exists between seminary training and regular pulpit ministry uh, just week in and week out. And so we're trying to help, preachers, either aspiring preachers or those uh, who've been trained and are ready to go to kind of uh, get many, many at-bats, as many reps as possible to get into the weekly preaching ministry because preaching is very hard, and especially regular preaching is very hard. And so uh, at the course, you'll do uh, over 200 worksheets, kind of preparing the basic, yeah, fundamental blocks. At a workshop, for example, you do two. So 100 times more. 
uh, and then you'll actually preach at least 30 times. And if you take the optional uh, opportunities, you'll have up to 50 times of preaching. So essentially it functions like a pressure cooker. That all happens in 30 weeks. Oh, wow. uh, if you take it full time or part time over two years, they'll take uh, Monday, Tuesday, one year and Thursday, Friday, the next year. But the whole idea is to pack a lot of training into a small amount of space that is 100% focused on proclaiming what you are learning how to read well. Do you, do you have a plan to take that? I mean, is it only in Chicago? I mean, it's yeah. called the Chicago course, but is, is there right. going to be like an Argentina course and a whatever course, or is the Chicago course going to be in Argentina or what's the right. plan with that? What's the hope? Yeah. So, uh, the hope is to develop something here that can be uh, a residential model for other places so that we could have something in Africa, so that we could have something in Latin America that would be maybe uh, slightly different, contextually appropriate to where it is, but always focused on being smaller, residentially focused and cohort based so that you're training with fellow ministry leaders um, for a lifetime of ministry, just kind of getting a lot of stuff, hopefully creating great friendships and all kinds of stuff. Who's, I mean, I see Jeremy, you're involved in that, but who, who's involved in that as kind of the, either the coaches, instructors, who's really pressing yeah. that. So if you were to take it somewhere else, would it be a group of people like that elsewhere? Or what does that look like? Yeah. So we don't know what it would look like elsewhere necessarily. Uh, but here in Chicago, what we're developing uh, myself, and uh, K. Edward Copeland are the primary instructors of the course. And then we've got people like Dave Helm, people like Robert Kenny, uh, and a host of other people uh, coming in uh, to train preachers. And the nice part is they're all practitioners. So we're getting guys who've been in the game for a long time who are coming in and training future ministry leaders. Mostly practitioners. Yeah, uh... mostly practitioners. Scott Haifman and Paul House each do something each year, but it's it's guys like Juan Sanchez, Michael Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, the students spent a night with Mark Dever a couple months ago. Yep. I mean, there's 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 a good amount of of kind of high level working guys coming through that are able to make a one or two day contribution. Right. That's so that's so awesome. I had a mentor tell me once, repetition is the motor of learning. It's amazing yep. how much better my preaching got. When I first started, I was like a couple times a year. And then when I started doing it more regularly, I'm like, hey, okay, I, I think I'm getting this. So yeah. Yeah, learning every- <laughs> hey, I've got two sermons this year when you're new. I'm so excited. I forgot how I did it last time. It was so long ago. I had to start over. Yeah. Yeah. The, the metaphor we use is uh, you're, you're not going to get very strong going to the gym once a month. You, you're right. you're going to be you're going to be better off going a couple times a week, right? That's so, right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, this ministry seems kind of multifaceted and stuff, but wh- why do you guys feel like this is so necessary or needed in today's world? I get 20 years ago, you know, when David Helm was going to reclaim this, but I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. it, do you yeah. feel like it's still the same from when he started or is it morphed to something else? What's the necessity here today? The, the battles are different, right? So even 25 years ago, you're still coming out of the battles over like inerrancy. Now we're, we're talking about a lot of other things, uh, most of which have to do with contextualization. So I, th- I think the battles are a little bit different, but the solution is still the clear, potent proclamation of God's word. 
Um, so, so what, what the particular pitfalls are have, have probably changed a bit, but not, not that much. Um, Is it I think pretty much the same as it's been for 20 years. I mean, same principles, the, the workshops, because yeah. I mean, the course has been yeah. around a couple of years. The online courses not, yeah, haven't been around a lot longer. Yeah, the workshops yeah. and the training. Yeah, the, the, the workshops, uh, I mean, they're not exactly the same. I hope we've gotten better at it. Right. I, I uh, mean, the, the <laughs> principles of these things, the foundational pieces. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, by and large, yes. Things like uh, reading a text in its context or understanding the structure of a text, those have been around. I mean, those didn't originate with us. Those are couple thousand years old uh that's a couple thousand years old right like that, that's how you read um we've we have over the last few years started to focus more on some of the presentational things because because contextualization is such an issue now which whichever you know side of the spectrum you're coming at it from it's such an issue uh we we're starting to focus a little bit more on the the kind of rhetoric persuasion type aspects of it so yeah we keep the, evolving too. Yeah. And the thing is, um, so while the battles in the U.S. might be different, I mean, like Robert said, we're doing this in 40 different countries around the world. And what's so funny is that some of the kind of critiques of expositional preaching that are given by some people in this country are we're kind of proof is in the pudding. It's like these very basic principles are in play around the world and people are benefiting from it from very different language, cultural backgrounds, because it's really just, I mean, what we do is pretty simple. It's like, how do you read well? And then how do you speak well about what you read? For sure. True, true. So how did you, how did you guys get involved in this ministry? I was Dave Helms intern at his church in 2002. He and just sucked I, you in and never let you go. Huh? Yeah. Right. And when I, when I graduated, it was, it was a good job offer. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good argument for guys doing internships. Go right. do internships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to promise you're going to get a job out of it, but honestly, learning from Dave sitting, I mean, sitting under his preaching, learning from him, how could you pass that up? So Which right. He clearly like you hear in the podcast, you hear in the training. I think you can even sort of pick it out in like his preaching book, which is the best of that Building Healthy Churches series. Uh, I think you can pick up how much he got from the guys before him, too, and how much he just took that, internalized it, and pours it back out. It's so great. You feel like you just have all these other voices in there trying right. through that conduit. It's great. So that would have been a great internship. I mean, <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah. How about you, Jeremy? Well, so, yeah, so – my story in brief is that I started appropriating material of some interest to run my own work rogue workshops as a missionary in Nicaragua. <laughs> then eventually, because my wife said I should say sorry and ask if I could actually do that, said sorry and asked if I could actually do that. And then through a freak chance of God's providence, ended up becoming the lead instructor at a workshop in Mexico with Robert. And essentially there was nobody else to do the work in Spanish that Robert kind of new so i was kind of the i might have been the bottom of the barrel but i was the only one standing so i did <laughs> i start we that one workshop expanded into four and then that just kept growing and uh the work took off in latin america and so i oversaw all that work and then uh i was asked to come do this in chicago 
and then you said, which you said no to first, by the way. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going <laughs> to yeah. bring that up. But yeah, I said no first <laughs> because because uh, that I I wasn't convinced at that time that the church was my church was ready to leave. I was a senior pastor in Nashville, and the church for Simeon Trust has always been the most important thing that we do. We only do this work for the sake of the church. And I wasn't convinced that it was ready to go, even though I was convinced that God put me on earth to do something like the Chicago course. And so by God's uh, incredible humor, the whole program got put on hold for a year. The church kind of found its way to a, a place where I could leave it. And here I am. Here you are. And you're doing the podcast. Just really yep. quickly, give us a, give a, you know, for somebody who does not listen to that podcast, but listen to this one. By the way, if you listen to this podcast, you that one's like a much better that's a great podcast. You should listen to that one. They, they, I, so, anyway, tell us about the podcast just in brief. So, yeah, very briefly, all we're trying to do is talk about different elements of preaching, kind of narrow it on one topic for 20, 25 minutes and be as practical and as helpful from three guys who've been in the game for a while, uh, from different kind of backgrounds and perspectives just who are all on the same team and trying to help preachers out you know i would i would give it this kind of an endorsement if you are new you're hoping to be a preacher you know nothing about preaching that's an easy what is it like yeah, 20 yeah. minutes you know 25 minutes, whatever that's an easy process if you just go back to the beginning you'll actually yeah. walk through tons of aspects of how to think about preaching and what to do with illustration and how about this and what about conclusions and what about i mean it just that's a really helpful way to get started uh but it is a podcast that's in brief so you probably are eventually going to want to jump onto an online course or look at some of the other things that are going yeah. to chicago go to the chicago course it's I mean, been something. really beneficial i i started back at the beginning because brian found it first was listening to it so i went back <laughs> i listened to like eight of them in a row while i was cleaning the church building the other day but I ended up with some PTSD because you guys started talking about COVID and all that again. And all, <laughs> right, all right. Because it's, it's well in the back. I was oh. just really walking through that again. But. I do remember that. Like, oh, what are, what's going to happen here with COVID? Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> but no, it's an awesome podcast. We appreciate that. So uh, how do so we're kind of running out of time here. I wish we would have set up two podcasts with you. Uh, first of all. Uh, you guys are all over the place with the preacher's talk. So anybody I mean, you should be able to find that with no problem. Right. Everything that you guys do on the web is everything on the website. What's the website? First of all, not for the, for the whole, for the Simeon trust. Yeah. Simeontrust.org. Uh, most of what we do is on there. I mean, some of our workshop locations are obviously in secure places. So we, we don't advertise all of those, but the online courses are all there and most of the workshops should be accessible there as well. Simeontrust.com. Org. 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 Simeontrust.org. Now that we've said it four times, everybody's got it figured out. Dot <laughs> com will get you there too. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so that's how you can find you guys online. And then the podcast is out there. Are those are the two primary vehicles for getting plugged in with what you guys are doing. Yep. Yeah. I haven't missed anything. And then just out of curiosity, how often does Dave Helm plug his, his preaching book in the course? Is he like just kind of leaving it around and, hey, I got this nine marked preaching book over here you should read? Oh, no. If anything, he's going around being like, you probably shouldn't read that. <laughs> I'm going around like this guy needs to make this like all those little building healthy churches books are like 105 pages. Like, this needs to be like 250 pages. Like he needs to turn this into a, a bigger thing. But I mean, that was my, inter that's how I found Simeon Trust. I read that and went, wait, I got to, this guy's got <laughs> something to look at. I better look at it. And so 
that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, we, we get a lot of our uh, poor execution of self-promotion from Dave, just so you know. <laughs> hey, kind of a final question as we're kind of wrapping up. Just we like to ask pastors this all the time. Who's your favorite preacher? Who do you listen to? Yeah, yeah. Who are the guys you listen to? You're gonna say David Helm, but apart from David Helm and J. Edward Copeland, who do you guys listen to? <laughs> So uh, Robert Kenny's my favorite preacher. No, just kidding. Uh, he, he's one of my favorites. No, but this is one of the things that uh, Robert and some of our friends talk about a lot. Like my favorite preachers are Derek Bukema, Ramel Williams, Walter Carter III. My friends. The guys, my favorite with, guys you know. Guys, yeah, who are up here in Chicago and we're all working together and we're all preaching as well as we can, giving each other feedback. Uh, and giving just like giving it to each other with some real sincerity and uh, it's a lot of fun to be able to work to preach in their churches to preach in each other's churches and just see everybody grow but they're my favorite preachers there's no question i love that that's great yeah. i love that how about yeah, you we're, we're, we're pretty good with the radical candor when it comes to critiquing each other yep <laughs> uh yeah so so the one i probably listen to most regularly is ramel williams jr He's at the Progression Church in South Chicago. They broadcast their services on Facebook, I think. Um, but he is, he's got such a way with words and he's, he's responsible in exposition, but his presentation is so wildly different than the world I'm in on a day-to-day basis. It just sparks my mind in, in ways that almost nothing else does. I think yeah, you guys have Brian Chapel either in the, I don't know if he's a bonus material video in the argument online course or the online workshop or in the first principles. I can't remember. He's, I he's remember uh, some... He does some stuff in the persuasion online course, and then he's done a bunch of workshops for us. I Brian's think I've a good been dude. saying argument course the whole time. Persuasion, persuasion. course. Yeah, Man, no you worries. guys got to correct those wrong mistakes for me. Hey, I call first principles foundation. I know, so. right? But he said start there, so that's the foundation. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So... so he said something though to what you guys were saying. He says, you know, that I, I, it was in that thing, I think, because I, anyway, he talked a lot about how much you need to spend more time with the people that you're preaching to. So you actually have a relation, an in-person, real relationship with them. So when you're bringing application things, it's not, I've been in the office for 40 hours right. preparing the sermon. I thought that's really helpful for when we're preaching, but how much, I mean, that's great for when you're connecting with other preachers and and that's why i'm really i'm watching this chicago course at least on facebook from a distance and going that looks really cool and we we've started this preacher's lunch here and so yeah, in salt lakes there's very few churches probably much like when you're in other places like argentina and stuff where we don't have very many churches here and then on top of that there's even less uh number of expositional preachers that are actually preaching in these ways and so we just started a preacher's lunch just so we could have take turns somebody preach let's talk about it what was the process let's ask some questions and so we don't even provide awesome. the lunch though you got to bring yeah. your lunch we're like you stop at a fast food restaurant and bring your bible like, no frills no frills <laughs> yeah i love that you guys are are Dude, loving that that is awesome others right like, yeah that, that is that is awesome that is the right idea if every yep. if every even like medium city in the world did that we'd be out of business and i'd love it well right. it has to so here's the we're way out of time we're way over time but here's the challenge we're facing everybody wants swag they, or, or a lunch <laughs> it's called preacher's lunch and you're not even feeding us I'm like, no we're feeding the word of god it's being preached by a brother and we're helping like <laughs> 
we elim- intentionally eliminated all that and also eliminates a lot of the people who want to come. I mean, it's right. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. only get serious listeners, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Well, hey, guys, yep. thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Great, no problem. Great beer. Thanks yeah. for having us. Of course. So if you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and immediately go to Preacher's Talk. Check out that podcast. If you like this one, you're going to love that one. And if you're wanting to grow in your preaching and that, find simiantrust.org. It's going to help you immensely. Uh, these are just two great Amen. resources. Immensely? I'm making up words as I go. Tremendously? <laughs> But it's helped us a time. It'll help you a lot. So until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.